Hey, it's going to be a little bit rainy today, but we're, but we're going to hit 72 degrees and a low of 59. Good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. Heard Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. and sometimes on Saturday. Hey, get your cup of coffee and your virtual donut, grab a chair, and sit down. Hey, I wanted to talk real quick about putting your foot in your mouth. Have you ever done that? I'm sure we all have. Either in front of people in a conversation or in text messaging or in an email. And we don't mean to do it, but sometimes we do it because our brain thinks faster than our mouth. And uh, I've been guilty of that. I, I recently responded in an email and I didn't clarify what I was referring to and I think um, the other person responded and we miscommunicated with each other because took my comment um, one way and it wasn't meant that way but sometimes you stick your foot right in your mouth right in your mouth so I was trying to think what what are some ways we cannot do that? And uh, one way is to know the people very well are, that's around you when you're having a conversation. If you don't know everybody well, then you don't say certain things that are on your mind. Um, for example, if... Uh, if you say something like, you know, referees are really awful in all in every sport. You know, they just they're horrible. And then, you know, you know, you know, you know, three of the four people are there, but you didn't know the fourth person um, did uh, refereeing at high school football games. And uh, so you just stuck your foot in your mouth. So unless you know everybody in the conversation be careful what you say because you can put that nasty old toe right in your mouth. <laughs> um, try getting the habit of uh, second guessing your assumptions about people or subject matters. That is so true. You could be in a conversation and you you know, you don't know everybody in the conversation, but you you assume maybe because of the way the person's dressed or the way they talk or where they're from. So you're, you're making an assumption about people and you didn't think about it. So before you... Uh, you know, I don't know, let's use religion. Um, you know, maybe you see you're in mixed company of uh, different people of different nationalities. And maybe you see a certain person wearing some type of religious garment or what you think is religious garment. And you say, oh, hi, I'm Ken. Um, you must be, oh, so you're, you're Muslim? And they may not even be Muslim, you know. So be careful about the assumptions that you make about people.
that would be embarrassing. Um, <laughs> very much so. So, uh, next, take a moment to think about if a piece of information someone told you one-on-one is public knowledge. Yeah, I try to be very careful on that one. Take a minute and think about if someone told you something one-on-one, do they want it to be public knowledge? You don't want to tell someone else's story or, you know, or, or personal information. If someone ever does tell you uh, one-on-one some certain information, you need to know, you need to ask them, is this meant to be private or do you, can I talk to somebody, you know, make sure that if they want it private or, you know, public, don't just throw it out there, especially if someone's a medical condition or whatever, be very careful about throwing out information from a one-on-one conversation out to the world. So that, that even goes like, I've been involved like in text uh, messages when you're in a group and if someone privately text you something information, find out from them it's, if it's okay to share with the group that you may be involved in a, a conversation, a text conversation, a Zoom meeting or whatever. Don't just blast it out there without their permission. So, um, watch your substance abuse use. Well, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? So be sure if you if you're gonna do drugs or drink, be careful who you're. Well, okay, that doesn't apply to my listeners. My listeners, yeah, we don't do any illegal drugs. I don't think we do. Do we? Anybody? I don't. You guys? I don't know. I don't know all my listeners, but I I'll use it for alcohol, for example. You know, if you're going out with, uh... <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm outside and uh, I'm outside and I'm looking across the street and some lady came out of her house in the brightest, gaudiest, ugliest um nightgown I've ever seen it's like bam I'm trying to get attention oh wait am I judging someone I'm sorry we're I'm sorry guys it just caught caught me off guard it was bright colors and all kinds of looks like the rainbow where was that's like substance abuse yeah if you're at, at a dinner and you don't know all the guests, and uh, you don't know if someone's been like was a former alcoholic and struggle struggling with alcoholism. Kind of know the group. Kind of know the group that you're in, and see if it's okay if you wanted to order that beer or whatever. Yeah, you know, know your group really really well uh, when you're on alcohol. So there is a few. Um, suggestions and uh, I think most of it is just know know your uh, 
Know your people. Know, know, know who you're in a conversation with. And uh, if you do accidentally put your foot in your mouth, you try to recover <laughs> and just apologize immediately. If if you said something by sticking your foot in your mouth that was offensive or mean or, you know, not very, you know, it might have been taken the wrong way. Just apologize right on the spot. And, uh, yeah, that's all, that's all you can do. Everybody does it. Um, I've done it. So it is what it is, you know. But apologize and move on and learn from, learn from your mistakes. So, all right, guys. Hey, let's take a quick break. And we come back, we'll talk about another happiest country in the world. So, we'll be right back. I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, you know? Last week I saw my psychiatrist, I told him, Doc, I keep thinking I'm a dog. He told me to get off his couch. If you change your mind, take a chance, on the first chance, take a 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 A quick review of the week. On Tuesday, we started talking about the four happiest countries to live in around the world. And just as a quick review, uh, Tuesday we started with Sweden. Wednesday we talked about Norway. And today, coming in at number two, is Switzerland. One of the happiest countries to live in. And let's see why. Right off the bat, they talk about their chocolate. And Swiss chocolate, of course, that goes without saying, Swiss Miss, Swiss chocolate, fudge, and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a part of their GDP. It's one of their biggest, of most valuable commodity uh, being shipped around the world is their chocolate. Hey, who doesn't like chocolate? You know, I mean, I could imagine how much I would weigh if I was over in Switzerland um, having so much chocolate. Um, I'm sure you ladies would like that. <laughs> their next highest, um, highest product is uh, cheese. Makes sense dairy products, cheese shipped around the world, also a big part of the GDP. Um, who doesn't like cheese? Cheese and crackers. Oh, you got chocolate? 
and cheese. Oh, man. Chocolate and cheese? Oh, my goodness. They chose some good things to be popular in their country. Chocolate and cheese. No wonder they're happy. Throw a little bit of wine in there. Oh, my gosh. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> they're generally known to be healthy people because they like to stay active. In fact, some uh, the Western countries were really influenced by Switzerland and their exercise routines. Switzerland was kind of like one of the first modern countries to really push, um, you know, jogging and running and exercise, skiing or whatever. They were really big on the aerobics, getting the heart rate up. So they're known to be healthy people and they highly encourage people to um, exercise. It's kind of it's kind of like your duty as a citizen to be healthy. Let me get a sip of water here real quick, folks. Okay, sorry about that. But yeah, it's really encouraged. Um, the, the government encourages their citizens to be healthy, but they have all kinds of opportunities to do so naturally in the great outdoors with all the mountains and hills and skiing and exercising and biking and running. Oh, my goodness. All right, so let's talk a little bit about their uh, health care. That's always important. Now, I've heard for a few years now that Switzerland is supposed to be the country you look at if you want to talk about socialized medicine. They're, they're always putting Switzerland as the prime example. Well, let's see what they got going on. Well, they are the, they have the lowest wait times for doctor visits of any country in the world. Their wait time is better than any country in the world. If you want to see your doctor or go to the hospital, their wait times are the best. Hey, that's a, that's a good thing. Now, they do have socialized health care. However, you are, you, the, if you're employed, there is a deduction taken out of your check, out of your wages, that goes to the government to pay into the system. So there is a deduction, a, a tax um, taken out of your wages, and uh, it goes to the government. So you are taxed on it. But the max you can ever pay out in a year out of out of pocket health expenses is twenty five hundred dollars, and according to what I read, that's per household. That's per household. So twenty five hundred dollars is what a household can pay out of pocket. But it depends. It can be as low as $300 per year. So it only ranges from $300 to $2,500, depending on where you fall into that pay scale. So not bad. I mean, if you go into for a major expense, heart surgery, 
the most they're going to expect you to pay is $2,500. I mean, that's better than hundreds of thousands of dollars. So healthcare, I guess, is pretty good. If you are new to their country and you're trying to be a, a citizen there, you are required to get private health care as you wait to become a citizen. You are demanded that you, sh- much, you must show proof of having private health care until you become a citizen. So throwing that out there. Now, this I didn't quite understand. I read it like three times, but... Their wages are 75% higher than the UK and, and the West, America. 75% higher wages than the UK and the US. So when I saw that, I had to really think about that. Well, I, I read it like three times. But so what I, what I picked up from the article is that because their cost of living is so high, because it, they, they do have a socialist, you know, they're living in a socialist country. So uh, in order to have the health care, um, there are high prices in the market. So they increased everybody's wages uh, more than, than the UK and the US so they can afford to pay for things, you know, the, the things in the store wherever are are more expensive and an, another factor and this was true of the two other countries i believe we discussed or at least sweden i think it was or maybe it was both sweden and norway there was the other two countries but they limit the gap between the highest you know like ceo and the lowest employee, there's only, again, a 10% difference, which is shocking. So they keep the wages very similar. So to me, I don't know why somebody would want, would want all the responsibility of being a CEO or a manager or supervisor if wages are kept you're only making 10% more than the entry-level position. Why go through all, all the stress? I don't know. And I probably don't have a clear understanding of that. There's probably a lot more to that. But the articles that I read, and I try to read several, um, still come up with that 10% um, gap between the top and the bottom. So... I guess I'm not sure what to make of that. And let's see. Um, another factor is it is one of the most cleanest countries in the world. They are very prideful of their country. They don't. They really look down upon any uh, buildings that are in decay, any trash. Communities are really good about working together in their their own neighborhoods to keep the trash off the ground. Um, just They're really prideful of their country. They want to keep it green and looking nice. So it's one of the cleanest places to live. And crime. They have one of the lowest crime rates. 
um, they there's almost no fear um, at any time, day, noon, or night, in the middle of the night, walking anywhere. People really feel safe. And let's see, the life expectancy is around 83 years old. That's somewhat true with Sweden and Norway. I think Sweden was 81, Norway was 83, or vice versa. So, I don't know, it seems pretty standard. 83, it's right up there. Um, So, all right. And I think lastly... They stay out of wars. They they always stay neutral during times of war. And uh, so that, that was a factor of why, part of the factor of why they feel safe. Because they, they really don't try to interact um, in disputes with other countries. They stay neutral. They don't want no part. They don't want no drama. Don't be bringing that drama on door, their doorstep. Uh-uh, they're not having that. No drama. Um, I, I get it. I mean, you know, uh, they just keep to themselves. Didn't France try that? Um, but I think something happened. Some guy with a mustache or a little, little tiny mustache. France didn't want no problem. So they just caved on in. But... Anyway, anyway, Switzerland, staying neutral. Hey, so there you have it. There you have it. So as always, after we review a country, and again, Switzerland comes in at number two for the most happiest country in the world, we always play a little heavy metal to represent their country. So next up, It's some heavy metal from the land of Switzerland. suddenly changed its elliptical orbit and in doing so began to follow a path which gradually moment by moment took it closer to the sun the time is five minutes to twelve midnight there is no more darkness this is the eve of the end because even at midnight it's high noon the hottest day in history and you're about to spend it in the twilight zone that's right we're in the twilight zone now (laughs) that was one of my favorite episodes called the midnight sun on the twilight zone um, where the sun the earth had changed its orbit and the sun was getting larger and the earth was moving closer to the sun 
Therefore, it heated up the Earth's atmosphere and heated up the temperature. And it was uh, 24 hours of sun, basically, for the Earth. So, but I wanted to play that because it, it reminded me of an article I read from Scientific American, the Scientific American article. And it was called uh, uh, Climate Change is a White Phenomenon. Climate Change is a White Man's Phenomenon. And the, the title caught my, caught my attention because I thought, oh, climate change, and they're putting race bringing race into it climate change is a white man's phenomenon and I thought wow that's interesting I wonder what they're going to say and um, so anyway just real short kind of give you the synopsis of the article it talks about how white people are distracting from people of colors uh, issues like social justice because now you have liberals or progressives who are on the same side, but they're, they're moving attention away from social justice and moving it to climate change. So there's like almost like where there's not enough attention to go around for everything. So you have the social justice crowd complaining that white people are moving the attention onto climate change which they probably agree with, but they want the attention on them right now. So it, it, they're, they're saying it's a white, it's a white man's ph- phenomenon. You know, quit talking about climate change and talk about social justice. And they even go as far as saying, you know, some of the foreign countries across the sea still energy, the type of energy that's cheap for them is uh, fossil fuels, basically. They don't use the term fossil fuels, but basically, so we're hurting the black and brown countries because if we go green, it's not going to be beneficial to people of color. And I hope I'm using that term correctly. I, I don't want to misuse terms, but nowadays I'm not sure which terms to use that's politically safe. But um, countries of black and brown people are being hurt from the green crowd because we're not ready to go green. We still need cheap fossil energy to help the world. So the people that are complaining about climate change being a white man's phenomenon, they see it as racist because we're trying to we're not looking at who who this is going to hurt and it's going to hurt the, hurt the mar- marginalized um, by going, you know, green and better technology when other countries don't have that. So again, it's it's sort of being racist um, 
as white people to talk about climate change when they say they would rather talk about social justice. And one the quote, one of the quotes I took from the article, the author says, climate change is just a code word for white people wanting to hold on to their white privilege. And they call them, um, sorry, excuse me, they call them climate zealots, climate zealots. And they have a kind of a mantra that they're, they're complaining about uh, or they say, um, planet over people. You're choosing the planet over people. Well, I mean, in a way, they ought to move politically to the conservatives for support because conservatives are less likely to support um, going green right now. Um, but uh, I just thought that article was uh, rather interesting. It's rare you see race brought into... Um, climate change and how some are viewing climate change as a racial um, injustice. So there you have it. Hey, I don't write these articles. I just read them for you. So yeah, check it out if you want to read it for yourself. Scientific American, the Scientific American magazine. Check it out. Read it for yourself. See if I made any mistakes in my reading. And hey, let's do this again tomorrow. Come by. Don't forget to stop by. It's Friday tomorrow. It's, it's our last day to go over the, the last country, the number one country for happiness. The number one country for happiness. We'll talk about that tomorrow. So hey, tell someone about the show if you're enjoying it. Pass it on to a friend. Hey, but you know what? No matter what, I make the show for my family, my friends, and uh, you guys. So hey, I love you. Take care. I wish you a blessed day.
Sim.